0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Welcome to the Feudal Anime Podcast, Episode 8. I'm your host, Jack.
0: And I'm Rick.
1: And today, we're going to talk about Messinger Edition Z, The Impact. First, we <laughs> we're to I'm going to read a little bit of the synopsis. Um... It's set in the near future. Humanity enters another energy revolution following the discovery of photon power. Derived from the uh, or discovered under the foothills of Mount Fuji, its intended use uh, was to solve the world's energy problems with its unimaginable power. Seeking this energy is Dr. Hell, no foreshadowing there, a madman craving world domination who, with his subordinates, Baron Asherah, Count Brocken, and Vice-Count Pigman, commands an army of mechanical beasts excavated from the ruins of ancient Greece to seize the photon power lab for himself. Meeting the attack head-on is the hot-blooded teenager, Kabuto Koji, who pilots the photon-powered robot built by his grandfather. And the robot's name is Mazinger Z. But in this battle between Dr. Hell and the Kabuto family, many legends surrounding the Mycenaean civilization and Barbuto, uh, Bardos Island, as well as the secrets of Mazinger Z, remain shrouded in mystery.
0: Not for long. Yeah.
1: Um, this is actually a remake of... Or not a remake, uh, but it is uh, an homage to the original that came out in the early 70s. And it ran 92 episodes long compared to this one only being 26 episodes long.
0: Two things really quick. First things first, the animation looks like it belongs in the 70s. And second, I absolutely, 100%, unequivocally have an issue with the amount of nonsense going on in it, it it's uh, i will we'll get into it but yeah it's <laughs> dr hell being the bad guy the good guy um obviously is a teenager that everyone for some reason trusts
1: yeah unequivocally yeah. too you know, they completely trust him no matter what
0: mary sue comes to mind however that might be doing a disservice to mary sue yeah
1: <laughs> so episode one was confusing to say the least um they made a lot of references to reincarnation and to whether or not uh koji would take the same path and he says he would most certainly take the same path without a shadow of a doubt in his mind uh without a shadow of doubt that he would always take the same path regardless
0: now that might be a bit of uh a super cliche let's call it um and this Back, I, I I can only assume that when back when this was originally done, they weren't cliches. This was groundbreaking material. But you can absolutely foreshadow everything within, like, I would say probably the first five episodes. You can, you can formulate a very solid idea of what's going to happen the entire time.
1: Well, you can do that just in the first episode, since the first episode was the beginning of the end.
0: See, I agree with that, only to the point of the knowledge that you have when it said, when you say that it's the the beginning of the end, when you first look at it, it's such a cluster of nonsense and just confusion that it leaves you almost dumbfounded. Yeah. So Uh,
1: that is very true. Um, In fact, if you're looking at the series as a whole, you could say that episode one uh, basically picks up, or, or mashes together episodes 24, 25, and 26. So basically, episode one is a mesh of those three, plus a couple other random parts. And then it just, like, chucks it right at you. And it's like, here you go. Episode one.
0: Episode one. Don't drown with all this crap that's going on that you're not going to understand. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez.
1: I mean, it does the job, though. It does introduce you to the villains. It does show you who the allies are. It does make it pretty ridiculous, though. And then at the same time, you meet a character, Baron Ashra, and you're like, what the hell? Why is... The
0: original tranny.
1: Yeah, the original tranny. He literally was half-man, half-woman. And you find out the reason why he is half-man, half-woman is because literally there were two separate halves and they put them together. And because that's biology. You can make two halves, put them together, and they work as if it were nothing.
0: I thought you knew that. Now, here's the real kicker, and here's the real question of the whole thing. Which two halves go together? Ooh. Yeah, because you might throw two duds together and been like, oh, well, I got a full dead person here, a (laughs) half-alive person over there. Back to work. Chop-chop.
1: Yeah. I don't know. This whole thing, in and of itself, it was pretty ridiculous. It, it, from what I understand, it pays a lot of homage, a lot of respect to the original. Regardless, you know, and it yeah. also throws in a lot of references to to characters. Like towards the end, they say, "Oh, that's Blade." I can't believe he's here. And it's like, "That's great." Who's Blade?
0: I have a very strong suspicion that I don't think Blade it's the vampire was- killer.
1: I really don't.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I mean, he's got a very, very slight complexion issue if that was the case.
1: Uh, uh, I don't even thought, think we got to see what he actually looked like. I think it was all suit.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense.
1: I mean, like, did he use a blade to just slice a mech in half outside of a mech that he was standing on? And if that's the case, why does he need the mech? Does he use it? Right? Does he live in it? Maybe uh, maybe that's the future of uh, mobile homes, mechs. Maybe. And the only way to get out is through the uh, through the butt.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Opens up, stairs come out. There you go.
0: <sighs> oh, man. Open it up, stairs come out. It's like a golden carpet to his <laughs> golden nether regions.
1: <laughs> um, but one of the things I do enjoy is that uh, they did have Koji be exactly how he's supposed to be. What do you mean by that? Hot-blooded teenager. So, uh, hot-blooded oh. teenager.
0: <laughs> okay. Irrational, I believe, is a, a more appropriate term. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take hot-blooded.
1: I think your, your uh, definition's a little bit better. Okay. I mean, you know, it also follows the stereotypical trope where um, – the hero the protagonist destroys half or whole the whole city and no consequences befall him although you are given a glimmer of hope in the beginning
0: <laughs> well okay so let's let's fill out this anime a little bit better so we heard, we read well we were read too i should say you read the synopsis and the overview of this whole thing i'm not going to do a step by step episode by episode commentator kind of thing but what i will say is Starting from episode two, you're already introduced to him as an overachiever, behind-the-scenes tough guy. And his triggers are not what you'd consider to be normal. His triggers are more so...
1: Just make fun of his grandfather's face and then you're good to go.
0: Yeah, like, don't... that. Well, you, you don't want to do that, because then you're going to have a very similar face. <laughs> if he has anything to say about it.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: Uh, but the thuggish bad guys are all kind of over-the-top thuggish bad guys, and you have minor problems that you would assume happen at every high school just show themselves to be very plot convenient. Well,
1: yeah, why wouldn't you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then you find out that uh, his grandfather, which I originally would assume was going to die and act as a... uh, solidifier for what he has to do, put him down that path only to find out that while yes, that kind of does happen. It's more along the lines of his grandfather's folly. Yeah. Put him down that path.
1: Yeah. Grandfather injures himself by setting an explosion off near him to put a Baron Asherah into a trap that isn't even going to kill him, but ends up injuring him and then dies. And so... Koji blames Dr. Hell for his grandfather's death. Or rather, blames Baron Asherah for his grandfather's death when it's his own grandfather's fault for setting off a bomb right next to himself.
0: Yeah, but. We can't have that, though. um, We can't have it It make sense.
1: You have to remember that. This whole thing, (laughs) this whole series, is not going to make sense. It's it's taking 92 episodes, changing it into something new, paying homage to the original, and then jam-packing a buttload of information at you. And that's it. And then, you know, the ore that they find under Mount Fuji, that's called Japanium Ore. It's an original name.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, because the perfect ore was already taken by something, I guess.
1: I guess. I mean, you you, you can't have any other
0: name other than that, though. True. Very true
1: this whole series, it just, it's meant rapid fire motion.
0: Yeah. It's, it keeps throwing new information at you. And before you can even process it, the, the, the next wave is coming in. So you can only get tidbits unless you're willing to watch it more than once, which I'm not going to lie. It was hard. If I had a choice in the matter, I wouldn't have.
1: It was hard getting through it the first time. Yeah. It had no real direction. It had comedy, it had its jokes, it's had its moments like boss, one of the, one of the characters in there, Jokes with the narrator, like the narrator's talking and he, and the boss actually jokes and says the author doesn't even know his, his name. (laughs) So it, you know, I mean like it has, it 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 understands that this whole thing's pretty ridiculous. It understands that it's meant to be, you know, quick rapid fire and no, not everyone's going to get it, but they do take a, a, an original approach to the Greek gods and the fact that the Greek gods are actually robots.
0: I agree with that. Now, if the Greek gods were actually robots, who was piloting? Piloting um, Zeus, essentially.
1: Uh, one of those uh, tentacle looking things. What were they called? Cthoras. Because if you remember, when Zeus attacks the other gods, they pull them out of their body, out of the body, and they're these tentacle things, and they're just brains, and that's it.
0: I think so. Yeah. No, yeah. Jeez. It's been so long since I watched it that I don't remember anymore. I know.
1: It's been a almost a full couple of days.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just
1: crazy. No, the thing that's the thing that I don't like about this anime is that it tries to jam pack a bunch of information at you all at once. And then it also randomly throws random information or random scenarios in there at you that make no sense. And then it's like, cool. Next episode.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's go with the since we we're on a train of thought of the so things not making much sense. About how the little uh, glider thing, what, what'd you call it? Um, the uh, lighter or something?
1: Yeah, the the ProLider. ProLider. It's, it's supposed to handle okay. like a motorcycle, right? It handles, and yeah. his grandfather even says, it handles like, like a motorcycle, but it flies. It has an entire array of buttons, and the only thing motorcycle-like
0: are the, the grips, and that's it. Don't the grips end up going away once he merges with... Uh,
1: no, no. The the grips stay there, uh, which there. makes it even weirder in how he's able to control. I mean, like, he randomly throws out his fist, too. Is it, like, pseudo-connecting with him telepathically? I mean, like, is there more to that seat than what we're being led to
0: believe? Well, no. See, obviously, if you look real close and you go frame by frame, you can obviously see him revving the engine to the tune of left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down, start, start, select, select, A, B, A, B, you know, just... It's a cheat code, essentially.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I get you.
0: I feel like and If they're going to go that... If, if they're going to go that, that ridiculous with it, they might have just thrown a controller out there and been like, this is punch, this is kick, this is go forward, at it's an auto-balancing machine.
1: Pu- at least a controller would make more sense than having the grips of a motorcycle in front of you.
0: Yeah, and the sad part is those grips don't move. At all. In the sense... But yeah, it's, it's like... Let's say you're using it he, he doesn't it even
1: need a... F- fly it really he just needs to to mesinger z on or something like that and then it automatically docks and that's it oh really yeah it's like all you have to do is get right over it and say it and then it'll dock all right so what's the purpose of him flying
0: it seriously
1: like, what's the purpose of him actually detaching it? Just give him a pair of keys and make it make sure he never takes it out. I mean, like, we're in the future. You have giant robots. You're talking about future ancient slash tech whatever and giant squid octopus things with human brains. And it's supposed to be in the future. Um, biometrics, it's a thing. It's real. It was a thing when this was made in 2009. Biometrics isn't that far Face recognition, you know, just throwing that out there.
0: <laughs> just you know, as a tidbit but
1: whatever. No, that's cool. Make makes makes sense. But uh yeah, no, he at least in the beginning in episode three, and, and I, I've I do apologize for going back, you're he he is a hot blooded teenager going back. And the one thing that I found very enjoyable was when he Uh, used his rocket punch and missed, which he was surprised it missed on the second time he used it. God forbid. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It crashes into a building. He falls on another building and he sees blood gushing out and his brother sees blood gushing out and then they freeze and they don't want to fight anymore because people are getting injured. I mean like why people are still hanging out in the buildings, get the hell out of there, evacuate the city. But you know, that would make sense. But a little bit though. Yeah. Yeah. But 30 seconds later, after that he gets over the people being killed and him killing those people and he goes right back to fighting and destroying the city.
0: All the way through this through the episodes. So, he's a hero with Alzheimer's. He conveniently <laughs> forgets all the bad stuff that he does. And so should you.
1: Uh at least in the be- it, it gave me some semblance of hope that it made it look like he was arrested for all those people dying. It's like, look, man, You, he, I understand you saved the city, but what you did was murder. Straight on, full-blooded murder. But no, no, no. You know, that was only a lie.
0: Never actually happened.
1: Never will happen. He, he, he was thought of a hero. He's praised.
0: So on that note, who is he really trying to protect? And is he really the good guy? Because in my experience, good guys don't destroy their freaking city, kill people, and show very little, if any, remorse.
1: Uh, I would say he's trying to protect his brother, Shiro. But Shiro gets pissed off at Koji. Because Koji, you know, uh, piss, uh, pisses off Shiro by destroying his robotic girlfriend that he was madly in love with after one episode. What? Yeah, episode 14, uh, a little blonde girl gets introduced. For one episode. And, She has a semblance to bring Shiro back with her to her quote-unquote father, which is a gentleman who was in love with Shiro and Koji's mother, uh, Tsubasu. And she finally unleashes the human emotion and becomes one with a giant mech because she is an android and she was designed for this. And she (laughs) must fight Koji to prove that she is the dominant mech the dominant person, or whatever you want to say. And the only way to do this is to fight to the death. Well, Shiro is conflicted. He's like, I don't know, Does do I want the girl I love to uh, win and kill my brother and lose my brother, or do I want to have my brother win and lose the girl I love? And so what ends up happening is Koji wins, destroying uh, the mech, and mm-hmm. so Shiro gets pissed off at him and is upset. He's like, how could you win? How could you do this? I loved her. It's a robot. So on the flip
0: side, is it really a her at that point? Uh, I mean, technically, it was Android.
1: Technically, you know, it wasn't I, anything.
0: Well, I thought you said the, the girl was like an Android, and then she finally felt real emotion and became one with the uh, super mech, essentially.
1: Yeah, basically, she becomes a giant robot. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to go with, sorry, bro. Once your girlfriend tries to kill everybody, I got to put her down. Yep. Maybe it's time to break up. This is what we consider to be in a real world, a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Sometimes the toxic relationships are the best, though.
0: <laughs> very, very true. Very true. Crazy in the head. Crazy in the bed.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: You, you, you got to make sure that crazy doesn't kill you like in this particular situation.
1: Uh yes. To say the least, yes. Um <laughs> One of the things though um is you learn that subasu uh which is a uh keeper? shopkeeper? I'm drawing a blank. Uh what's her what's her? Shop name? owner? No. Manager? Uh, yeah, well, the owner of a, ah, that's right, a hot spring, a bathhouse.
0: Oh, oh, okay, that's real, okay.
1: Yes, she is also the mother of Koji and Shiro, and you also learn that she killed, or she thought she killed, Koji and
0: Shiro's father. What a loving family dynamic we're having here.
1: I know she totally abandons her kids, tries to kill her father, doesn't care about the grandfather or anything like that. And she moves about her life and basically keeps a bunch of criminals alive and in her debt. So that way she can call on them at any point in time.
0: Sure. That's not quite how I remember it. But that, that, I mean, hey, you know what? However this goes, because I, I, the way I remember it, the way I, I thought I saw it was they weren't necessarily in her debt, they were just loyal to her for some weird reason.
1: Because she saved him from death.
0: Okay. I mean
1: I mean, never mind the fact, like the guy that that has the bomb in his body that blew up twice and still is alive <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, twice. He he was found in the alley by her knives, multiple knives, hanging out of his stomach. He was about to die. And she offers him his salvation. And as penance. As a way to make it up to her for saving his wretched life, he is forever 100% in her debt. Well, of course. Because uh, that's just how things roll. I mean, yes, he was a criminal. Yes, he did some bad things. Sure, people may try to come and kill him, which they do. Sure, <laughs> it's he's a criminal. Sure, Who knows? everyone else in there is a criminal. But that's Maybe
0: thir- three times the charm. Who knows?
1: Yeah, you never know.
0: And if they're all criminals, why are they like, yes, boss, let's go kill ourselves for you or let's go on this suicide run because you think it's a good idea instead of like real criminals who would be like, you know, I came into your employee because uh, I didn't want to die. And now you want me to go die? Yep. Hmm. I think that might be higher than at McDonald's.
1: Yep. Well, you know, KFC is uh, supposed to have great benefits.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah the benefit of half off your lunch woo so see that i would i would go to war for for kfc
1: yeah you can not get me to do that either
0: <laughs> deuces i'm out yeah, they got crunchy gorditas i mean i yeah you can't turn those down
1: mm, fair enough so you'll learn about the parents you learn about those. And then also, for whatever reason, an episode, and like towards the end, just before they they reaccount or, or revisit where episode one was, before they catch up to that, they decide to throw in their three old professors trying to strip an underage teenager to take a picture of her naked for robot reasons.
0: For robot reasons. We need our robot to have a raging heart on. Will you help? No. Are, are you sure? Are you sure, I mean, Jack?
1: I, I, I could, Rick. I, I really could. I just don't want to strip down in front of three old men and have them take pictures of me. I mean, that's... Why not? Some, that's some, Because I normally like a, a, a charge a lot average, of people for that.
0: <laughs> that was just, It sounds like a slow Tuesday, an average Monday, but a slow Tuesday for you. No,
1: nah, no. Nah, I, I charge top dollar oh. for that. They wanted it for free. I don't give it up for free.
0: Fair, fair. Oh, man. All right, so let's continue on a little bit. We're almost uh, at the end of this beautiful symphony of a mess of a show. Yeah. Now, I have a question. Out of all this chaos going on, what happened to the normal folk?
1: Um, I'm assuming they all stayed there and died, or at the very end, when you see that giant miraculous army of robots, they all decided to get smart and get their own mechs.
0: But none of them shall beat Zeus.
1: Yeah. Which, you know, is amazing because when they show, they actually show a comparison between Zeus and Messinger Z and the size difference is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Like that Japanese, the, the medium or J, what was it called? Ja, Japanium. Uh, Japanium. Wasn't it like a portion of Zeus's arm? Yep. That they were like... The the size difference is insane.
1: Basically from halfway down the forearm all the way to the fingertips.
0: Imagine how strong that original suit of armor would have been. Magical. Yeah, crazy strong.
1: Now, towards the end, you actually find out what happened to uh, Shiro and Koji's father. What ends up happening is um, he actually never really died. Um, He became like the squids, the uh, Kadoras. The squid-looking creatures, or whatever, and, and they
0: attack squid robot things with the brains inside.
1: Yeah, he basically becomes that. Only he's got his he's basically got his original head still. So <laughs> go figure. Right. Um, but basically, when all this is going on, and he's uh basically telling Subasu everything, why, why wait till the end to say it when everything's going on beforehand? To prevent everything from happening, when you can say it before the end, when it's too late. But basically, the real villain behind it all, the real villain, is uh, Baron Asherah. Baron Interesting. Ash- yeah, Baron Asherah was not able to kill themselves to complete the ritual to bring back the Greek gods because of how they were put together. And with whatever they decided to do metal round in the brains to prevent them from being able to kill themselves as well as injure their creators or the people who brought them back to life. But, uh, yeah. So once they committed suicide, which they did after they were finally, after, uh, Dr. Hell was killed by Koji because of his vengeance, Dr. Ash, uh, Baron Asherah killed himself. And then that's when you find out from, uh, Kazuha, Subasu's Tsubasu's uh, husband, Koji and Shiro's father, that it would have been better to let Dr. Hell get the photon power because he was going to use it to defeat the gods. Now that he's dead and he's gone, that's not going to happen because the gods are coming back and they're, they basically destroy everyone effortlessly.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say if there were anything like on Zeus's level, even though Zeus was technically the strongest one, even the weakest god would be able to obliterate everybody on the earth. Yep. And uh that's the end. So overview, what do you think? Like you how would you how do you feel before, during, and after? Um, I'll go first, because I'm special that way. Before I was hesitant. Because I saw the artwork and I was like, oh, you know, I'm probably not going to like it. Very first episode got me so lost. I had to watch it three times. And then I still had to tell myself, nope, you got to get through this. You got to give it a chance. Three episodes. That's all you got. After the third episode, I, I still didn't want to watch it, <laughs> to be honest.
1: <laughs> I, I'm i right there so. with you. I'm right there with you. I, I was lost in the beginning. I did not enjoy it. It was not a great, I mean, I mean, like I may feel differently, even though it's supposed to have its own story compared to the original, I may have felt differently if I watched the original.
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing. This did not compel me to watch the original. So (laughs) yeah, I I think I'm going to leave this one on the shelf as a, I'm glad I watched it. So I I don't have to do it again, but I'm going to try to wipe it from my memory as, as a, a thing I, I once watched. Right. Well, so you never know, yeah, it, it,
1: never know what the future it, holds. You, you, you never know. How do you feel about the, about halfway through it?
0: About halfway through, I was starting to get a feel. It started to make me think of like loop the third style animation and, um, really, really campy, um, storyline, very PG, very just meant to entertain kids that that would be the best way I could put it. It's meant to entertain children. Lots of big explosions, not a lot of dialogue, not a lot of, content let's call it and by the end um i don't know i didn't have any strong attachment to any of the main characters except uh the feeling of just I'm glad it's over
1: yeah i'm right there i'm i'm i'm, I'm right there with you i was I w- it was a it was a it was one heck of a show to say the least it was one one heck of a show in and of itself I'll not agree. something i would I'll ever agree. feel compelled Compelled to watch again, in the least. If, if but, you brought
0: someone to streamline it, if you brought someone to streamline it and maybe clean up the animation a little bit, I think this could have gone way farther than than what my I, my projection is.
1: Yeah, um, I, I definitely wouldn't watch it again, in, <laughs> in the least. It, it it's just it felt rushed. It felt haphazard. They were throwing random, uh, basically random thoughts and in. in the show as a whole all the way throughout and it disappointed me.
0: Yeah. So long story short, can you fap to it?
1: On a scale of one to five, I'd give it a, I give it a two simply because of the fact that they, they knew it was ridiculous all the way throughout themselves.
0: Okay. I, uh, I'm not going to be that generous. I'm going to give it a half a one, the lowest score I've ever, ever considered doing.
1: Well, there you go. Gives it a, gives it a nice, A nice life of never wanting to be watched again. I I most certainly would never recommend a friend to watch this.
0: Yeah, An enemy, maybe.
1: No, I wouldn't even do that. That's too cruel.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I might have a different flavor of style that I like. Maybe when I get older, I might want to feel nostalgic and try to rewatch it. But (laughs) uh, yeah, no, no. Not while I'm still young enough to, to view other anime that are possibles. Oh, possibilities. Yeah. Sorry.
1: No, you're good. You're good.
0: So, uh, as far as next week goes, I believe it's my pick, isn't it? Yes, it is. Alrighty, this is uh, an old favorite of mine, only because uh, of the silliness factor. And uh, at the time, I thought this was a really genuine uh, take on an old trope, if you will. And I'd like to do uh, smart the smartphone in a new world.
1: Uh. All right, so In Another World but, with Your Smartphone.
0: Yep, that's the one I was going to say. Let me look up the title, but you apparently are familiar with it. Nice. Um, in Another World with My Smartphone. Um, this is not a slice of life. This is not whatever this whatever we just reviewed was. That's for damn sure. Um, this, in my opinion, would be uh, a halfway done harem anime where the protagonist just is stupidly overpowered for no reason. We'll get a little bit more into it next week. Um, It's a short 12 episode. I feel like it could have gone on for 24. I feel like it should have, given the the season finale uh, episode. But uh, I look forward to reviewing it uh, with you next week.
1: All right, sounds good to me. Uh, We will go ahead and reconvene next week. Uh, Feel free to reach out to us at Feudal Anime podcast at gmail.com and uh, if you want to give a recommendation feel free to do so. Maybe uh, that'll be the next one we review. Uh, catch you all next time. Have a good one.